this content factory we call the Rich Eisen Show. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ryan Leaf. Can't tell you enough how much I love your show. Live. Boom. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Leaf. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show, hour two here on Monday, July 5th. I'm Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich and the crew. They are on a well-deserved vacay. They'll be back tomorrow, live here on Westwood One, where you Get your Rich Eyes show as well as Peacock TV. Um, the NBA Finals is set. The Milwaukee Bucks got it done uh, against Atlanta without their star, Giannis. And now they head into the finals against the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night. Uh, Giannis has been kept out of the media gaggle today because of his possible, in, uh, his possible unavailability in the game tomorrow. To hear about more, we're bringing on Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA insider, to break it all down for us. Bobby, how we doing, man? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I'm great. I had a great holiday. Um, got some good sleep. Got a workout in this morning. And so I'm just fired up for these NBA finals. I'm a big Phoenix Suns fan. I liked them from about midseason. Thought Chris Paul had a chance at MVP. Talk to us. Talk to us a little bit about what this matchup's going to look like for everybody out there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the best thing that could happen to the league. And I, and I say that, you know, probably people in L.A. are probably saying, wait a minute, well, you know, we want LeBron or we want Kawhi right. or Paul George or, you know, Steph Curry, that group. But I just I just think it gives you a, a kind of a fresh outlook as far as two teams that have played at a pretty high level all year. Um, this Phoenix team um, is, is the favorite, as they probably should be, just because of the, the uh, you know, with Giannis' injury here. But – um, you know, second best record in, in the Western Conference. It's been a long rebuild, as you know, <laughs> for where this team was when, you know, Devin was drafted in 2015 to kind of the Chris Paul trade uh, in the offseason, certainly with Monty Williams as their head coach. But it's going to be, I mean, you've got two, two high-level guards, with certainly with Chris, and then you've got Drew Holiday and Milwaukee, an all-NBA-level defender, has played exceptionally well since, um, you know, during these playoffs, certainly with Giannis out. Uh, Chris Middleton is a, you know, uh, you know, a closer, uh, you know, certainly an all-star. Um, they've played uh, since Giannis has been out, you know, as you know, they've, they've played at a, at a high level to, to finish off, um, you know, to finish off Atlanta here. And I'm expecting a, I'm expecting a good series. I think we might go traditional, like old days, bigs where we've got DeAndre and Brooke Lopez, you know, I know Brooke can kind of stretch out to, to the paint. I mean, to the, you know, to three point line, but we're going to have two bigs that are going to be more post-up threats here. And um, yeah, this, could be, this could be a really good one. You mentioned it a little bit there. We're talking with Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA insider here about the NBA Finals. Um, you talked about what, what people wanted. Um, and I, I wanted to know whether the, uh, the ratings and things like that were going to be affected when you didn't have, let's say. I mean, this will be the first time that in, in the finals in like 10 years that it hasn't been uh, a Curry and a, a James in it at some point. And those are the biggest names. And these are, these are times where things evolve, where things change, where things move forward. And are, are we at that point in the NBA? And you better get used to it. The Phoenix Suns, it's been 50 years. Uh, or the, the Bucks, it's been 50 years. The Suns, it's, they haven't been to a final since 1993. Is this, 
Is this how the, the league is moving now? And, and we got to be okay with it because the stars are, are, are starting to fade. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, certainly with, with both teams, I mean, these teams are built for sustainable success. It's not like this is going to be a, a one and done right. and then, you know, we're not going to see them for another four or five years. I don't think so. I mean, I think what it's shown, Ryan, is that this league is in good hands with a lot of these younger players. You know, with certainly in Phoenix with, with, uh, with Booker and Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, we've seen it during the playoffs with Luka and Dallas. We'll see if Zion can get this New Orleans team in, into the playoffs next year here. But the league is in, in great hands, and eventually the LeBron James of the world and the Steph Currys, uh, those guys, you know, they do age. And the next line of guys to kind of step in is what we're going to see over the next uh, over the next two weeks here. So, from a rating standpoint, yeah, I mean, certainly you want sometimes bigger market teams, but um, from a league standpoint, this is the ability to showcase you know teams that are in a little bit of a mid or mid market. And I think it's I think it's good that you have a team like Milwaukee that's in a mid market here that it, it shows you that if you draft well, um, certainly with Giannis uh, where they selected him, the Holiday trade um, in the off season. Um, and then you kind of just add veterans around him with Lopez, PJ Tucker uh, trade in uh, this past March, that you can build it that way, and that you don't have to go out and try to attract you know high level um, all stars as uh, as free agents. And then I think it also shines a light on how well the coaching has been. I mean, Nate McMillan taking over a team mid year taking them to the playoffs and taking them to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, Mike Budenholzer, you know not able to get it done in Atlanta in the eyes of, of, of people to go to Milwaukee and, and do what he's done. Tyrone Lue with the LA Clippers losing their best player. And then of course, Mo Williams in Phoenix. I think this has just really showcased the great coaching at the very top as well. Not only the great play, but the coaching has been significantly good. Oh, it ha- I mean, and, and what these series are is they're, you know, they're seven game series, of course, but they're all kind of their own individual series. Every game is different, right? So you, yeah, you know, it's funny. You we you look at uh, Atlanta and Milwaukee after Game One, and everyone you know everyone's saying, "Oh, you know, uh, Nate McMillan out coached Mike Boonholzer. and it, it's probably right. Maybe they made the right adjustments. But I think what Mike was able to do with Giannis going down is change things up. You know, change things up on the fly. Put Brook down a little, down low more. Uh, don't allow him to go on the perimeter. Really play to Chris Middleton here. And it's it's funny because if you would you know Mike Boonholzer was probably a Kevin Durant half a foot or an inch from probably being questioned about is if he's the right coach going forward. And I think his job is certainly secure getting his team to an NBA finals. But what Monty's been able to do with, um, with Phoenix, um, certainly you mentioned Ty Lue. And I always say it's, you know, there's certainly the X's and O's part of it. And that's important, but the ability to communicate, the ability to get through the locker room to um, have guys buy in. I mean, that that's half the battle right there. And, um, all that Phoenix team needed was a little bit of confidence, a little bit of stability. And certainly, Chris, the addition of Chris helped. Um, and Monty's been uh, him and you know James Jones, your general manager, have been tremendous there. So we're, we're talking with Bobby Marks here, ESPN NBA Insider, uh, about all things NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks, right? They lose their star, and you you made the point of of how you had to switch things up and had to change things up, and they got big. And Ro- you know, Robin Lopez all of a sudden goes out for 33 in game five. And um, they become more of a, a – now, I always thought when you go up against the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis, you know, 
they kind of do you some favors sometimes by taking some of those bigs and moving them out to the perimeter. And now when you move them down near the basket a little bit more, DeAndre Ayton becomes a bigger story in this finals yeah. than probably we were going to look at going into it because he was going to have to play more of a stretch five to get out and guard some of these guys. Now he's going to be down, and he's a big guy. I watched him in, in the Pac-12 while I covered him for, for the Pac-12 network, and his ability uh, to, to block shots and be a defensive mind, this may be a chance for him to showcase that or to kind of get put on blast that that, that part of the game needs to be worked on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting as far as with you know if Giannis does come back and if we do see him with game one, does, does Lopez become, as you mentioned, kind of more of a stretch five just from a spacing standpoint, or does he stay down low? I mean, two big, two gigantic guys. And, I, you know, I had Lopez in, in New Jersey and Brooklyn for a while here, and he was at his best as a, as a post-up threat. I mean, that's the, that's the reality of it. I know he's expanded his game. And I think what Aiton has showed is that, he can go out and play the you know traditional five down low. And I think, you know, in that Clipper series, when they did go small, when Zubac got hurt, um, that he can play small ball and try to chase some, some of these smaller, you know, Nick Batum, for example, out on, on the perimeter. He's a little bit different than kind of Rudy Gobert from a foot quickness perspective here. So that's going to be the probably the most interesting um, matchup to watch as far as I said, you know, those two traditional bigs with, um, with Lopez and Aiton. You know, watching basketball, especially around LeBron and his his journey from team to team, like like when he moved from Cleveland to Miami, Chris Bosh came along, and when what Chris was so dominant at in Toronto was you know inside the paint. You know, he was just he was so dominant. He gets to Miami, and then he becomes that stretch five we talked about, right? He becomes a guy that sits out on the perimeter, has to develop a three point shot, especially from the corner. Then you watch as he moves on, uh, when LeBron moves on to Cleve, uh, Cleveland and Kevin Love comes in. If you recall, in, in Minnesota, Ke- Love was just a dominant double-double guy. Rebounds and points inside, getting to the free throw lines. Now he's a stretch five. He has to move outside there and do some different things. It, it seems like some of the, the more important aspects of some of the greater pl- greater players in the league, when you get matched up with that with that uh, that star player, Giannis in particular in, in, in Milwaukee, you know the skill set that you have that you brought into the league has to shift and has to change to 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 suit the the star player out there. And when you lose him, I think Mike Buttonholzer all of a sudden is looking like, oh wow, you know, <laughs> we have different ways we can win ball games. We were we were more dominant against this Atlanta Hawks team the two games we were without Giannis. We really were, and maybe that is something that that Phoenix will not necessarily. I mean, they they'll have had some time to prepare for it. But it may, you know, take on a different look for them when they match up tomorrow night for the first time. You're right. I mean, and it's similar to kind of what the Clippers went through. And I know they lost that series to Phoenix, but, you know, when Kawhi goes down in the Utah series, then you've got kind of Paul George on center stage, right? Kind right. of more of a role for him. And it's like, you know, remember this guy, he's pretty good too. And, you know, he's not playing as a number two guy, and he realizes that. He's going to have to put the, the, the weight of the team on his shoulders. And I think you saw that You saw that with Chris Middleton. I mean, you saw that in the, um, you know, the tail end of that Atlanta series. You saw that in the third quarter in game, game six where he knows there's no Giannis here. I'm going to have to do it, you know, certainly with, with Drew's help. I'm going to have to carry these guys. And uh, there's more of a responsibility. And it just kind of, you know, changes, um, you know, the dynamics as far as how you play. And that's something that Phoenix is going to – they will have to – I think they're going to have to actually have kind of two different game plans, a game plan with 
Giannis not there, and, and certainly with um, you know with uh, with him in the lineup. How meaningful is uh, we're talking with Bobby Marks, uh, ESPN NBA insider here about all things NBA Finals. How I mean, how I shouldn't say important, but how meaningful I think is the best word for it, for Chris Paul, right? To to yeah. have the career that he's had, been also close with a bunch of underdog teams, the trade to the Lakers that didn't go through that that the NBA wouldn't allow. Um, and now to be in Phoenix where a lot of people thought it was just a, an oasis for him to go and kind of play out his final years in this league. But instead, he's found a group of guys that have bonded with him, the leadership, and now to close out the game against the Clippers with 41 points. Uh, every commercial through the finals is going to be State Farm and Chris Paul and his kids running <laughs> around. I mean, th- this has got to be uh, an ultimate for him, and the only thing to cap it off would be to be crowned an NBA champion. It's a tremendous story, Ryan. I remember doing Sports Center, I think, two years ago, um, before he got to when he was in Houston, before he got traded to Oklahoma City, and talking about it. And I think the question was like, you know, about his contract. And I said, man, this is probably one of the most, one of the most toxic contracts out there. He's at 125 million. He can't stay healthy. He's hurt. You know, he's kind of past his prime. And now, you know, look at what he's been able to do. You know, health certainly has played a big role as far as with with him, as far as with this Phoenix team. Um, he is 36 years old. This is as good as an opportunity that he will ever have in his career. And yes, this Phoenix team um, could be back here next year. But as you know, nothing is nothing is given in this league here. And uh, your window to win a championship is right now. And uh, they've got home court. They're the favorite. The opportunity is there for them. But yeah, I mean, the Chris Paul story is is just tremendous. What he did in Game Six against the Clippers what he's been able to do and um, you know with with, uh, with with this group this year taking a you know a playing type team probably a 6 to 8 seed and getting them to an NBA finals the other stars on this team Devin Booker um, the the emergence of DeAndre Ayton uh, how has Mo Williams um, pieced together this after 11 years of just just dragging along right multiple number one overall picks uh just trying to find a way back um and then you just seemingly looked at the regular season and even though they finished second um you still didn't really have a lot of faith in it and to see what they've been able to accomplish in the playoffs I think is given them some a bit of respect from other teams in particular uh the rest out in the west talk to us about how this team developed over the last couple years and got to the place that they're at right now I, I think the bubble last year helped them out tremendously. And I know that, you know, Chris wasn't there because the trade hadn't been made yet, but, and I know there were the, the odds were stacked against them and they even ran, you know, they ran the table and they still couldn't get in here. But I just think that set the foundation I, that, that gave them a sense of purpose. Hey, we can play with some of these bigger, you know, these better teams. Um, meaning, I always call it meaningful games. Can you get to play meaningful games at the end of the year to put your younger players in a position and you, you had, you know, uh, Booker, Bridges, Eight, and Cam Johnson. Those guys were there. Um, and then you go out and you add Chris, you add Jay Crowder, um, you add Tory Craig. You already had campaign. Um, I had you sign right before the bubble had started. And that was kind of just that just pushed you kind of over the the top here. And you know, Monty's had belief in this group here, and it's been a you know. Someone asked me over the week. I did sports center over the week and I said, "Is this the blueprint to how to build a team?" And I said, "Shoot, yeah, it is, but it takes you 11 years, right?" I mean, like you know, this has been going on since their, their last appearance. And Devin was drafted in 2015, and right. they've had some misses in the, in the draft, three picks in the top eight. 
But when you can add, develop, and then just kind of bring some stability to that front office and the coaching staff from a leadership standpoint, and then go out and get that big, that big trade in a veteran, that's, that's the blueprint how to do it. But, man, it takes, it takes a lot of patience from you. It takes a lot of patience, and fans are never patient. It is the era of instant satisfaction, and everybody who's listening to Rich Eisen Show got that instant satisfaction from you, Bobby Marks, today. And ESPN NBA insider filling us in on all things NBA Finals. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. You bet, man. Have a great day. Bobby Marks, everybody, ESPN NBA insider. Uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating series. I really, really do. Excited. I've been a big Phoenix Suns fan all year long. Hyped by Chris Paul and his play and the way he got these young superstars and DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker and the old guys like Crowder to fill in and, and, and make big plays. And, and they're just, it's going to be a fun tournament. And I know the Valley in Phoenix, having spent a lot of time out there and done work out there, that, that they are enjoying this immensely. All right, when we come back, we're going to listen to the Bucks perspective, all right? From The Athletic, Eric Name, the Bucks beat writer, is going to join us and let us know uh, all things Milwaukee, whether or not Giannis is going to be able to go or not. He is skipping the media gaggle today because of the impossible unavailability for Game 1 tomorrow night. We'll see. He'll join us next here on The Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich. We'll be right back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. I am your guest host today, Ryan Leaf. I am not Rich Eisen. He is probably on his way back from the East Coast. Met his family out there. Spent a little time in Nantucket. Uh, that sounds fun. I will be going on vacation at the end of this week. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But first, we're going to bring to the show the Bucks side of the scenario and all of this. From The Athletic, the Milwaukee Bucks beat writer, Mr. Eric Name, joins the show. Welcome to the show, Eric. How you doing? I am great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Good morning, or more, I guess it's probably afternoon over there for you. It's morning um, for me. It's morning for me. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> talk to us uh, about, I, I'm, I'm just fascinated with how Coach Budenholzer has, without their best player, their franchise player, the player that's helped them guide anything, the former MVP uh, of two-time MVP, Giannis, to the knee injury, how well this Bucks team played and um, how efficient they were in the two victories over Atlanta without Giannis out with that knee injury. Yeah, it's been pretty impressive to watch. Um, you know, so much of what the Bucks do is centered around Giannis. Their, their entire offensive system is based around the idea that you have this seven-foot-tall force of nature that can Eurostep and spin move through any defense and somehow dunk all the time. It, it shouldn't be possible. It, that shouldn't be how things can go. And then he was gone. <laughs> then, he, then he hyperextended his knee, and he was out for two games. And, and in that void, the Bucks had all of their other players step up. And, you know, I thought it was really interesting because – for years, the question has always been, you know, are the Bucks good enough, right? And no one's talking about Giannis. No, no one is asking, is Giannis good enough? It's always, is Chris Middleton good enough to be the number two on a championship team? It's, uh, are they going to get enough out of the point guard position? It's, is Brooke Lopez too big and too slow in the modern NBA to play? It's, can Mike Brunholzer make the right adjustments to get the Bucks where they need to go? And you know, it was two games of all those guys stepping up in those moments. In game six, you have Chris Middleton going for 23 points in the third quarter, the second time in that series that he'd had a 20-point quarter, which is just ridiculous to say. Uh, but absolutely what he did in that series, you have Drew Holiday stepping up and getting into the lane at will. You have Brooke Lopez coming through and, and dunking with ease. And then you have Mike Boonholzer opting to go with Bobby Portis in the starting lineup, someone who's been questioned on – a number of losing teams over the years before he got to Milwaukee, and then deciding that, oh, we just put another center on the floor. How about we switch everything, right? Two seven-footers on the floor. Yep, let's switch everything. And it's something they haven't done all season. It isn't something that they really were all that good at during the regular season, and it worked in the biggest moment. So it, it, to me, it was really this interesting question of, you know, we spent the whole offseason wondering, are the Bucks good enough? do they have enough to convince Giannis to sign a Supermax extension? He did, and then those questions continued, and then all of those guys that everyone was wondering about came through in the biggest moment without Giannis on the floor. Yeah, that's, that's the bigger question, right? Because what, what Buds did in those two games in terms of his strategy uh, to, to utilize the bigs and dominate inside against a smaller team in the Atlanta Hawks uh, is something that uh, – you know, it's got to give Phoenix some pause because 
when Giannis is on the floor, don't get me wrong, he's such a dynamic player, but he's, but you stretch everybody out, right? The, the bigs, Lopez becomes a stretch five. Uh, when you have a star, all the things that you come into the league with is, is, is like your attributes for Brooke Lopez become kind of, okay, you're, you're a great player down low, but we need you to be more of a guy that sits at the perimeter now, uh, attempts three-point shots from the corner. Uh, this is something that could give Phoenix some problems because DeAndre Ayton hasn't had to deal with this type of big man inside probably since college, and, he, and, and in that space, he dominated. This could be a little different when game one uh, you know, tosses it up tomorrow night. Yeah, and and to DeAndre Ayton's credit, you know, I think he's been better this postseason than really anyone was expecting. I thought I think in many ways he he matured and developed into a player that could take advantage of a smaller player. If you were going to play small against him, he was really going to play and he was really going to perform. And that is just not going to be the case with Brook Lopez. He is all of seven feet and he is all of that two hundred eighty pounds that he has listed. Uh, he is a wall. He is a force. The Bucks got him a couple years back, and you know they stood they stood by his side as you know people were starting to wonder had his time passed him by. And part of the reason was to be a Joel Embiid stopper. And the Bucks never got Joel Embiid. The Sixers ended up losing to the Hawks, so he had to do some different things. But he is still that big guy. He is still that big man in the middle if you really need him there. And He's been a huge part of what the Bucks have done defensively for the last couple of years. So for DeAndre Aiden, yeah, it, it's going to be a real test going up a tr- uh, against a true big man. And Brooke Lopez is that guy. Bobby Fortis is a big guy as well. Like the the Bucks have some dudes that down low can really bang with you and and really make it tough. We're talking to Eric Name, the Athletics uh, Bucks beat writer here. All things Milwaukee Bucks leading into the NBA finals tomorrow night all right uh just, just talk about the droughts here because this is this is a concept where there's either been a curry or james in the finals for like the last 10 years um this is different the phoenix suns uh haven't been to a final since 1993 have never won a championship in their 53 years i believe uh the milwaukee bucks last time 50 years ago 1971 with kareem abdul jabbar and oscar robinson two hall of famers uh what do you think the what do you think the the, the, the viewership the the NBA fan uh, everybody you're you're locked in on the Milwaukee Bucks and of course they're excited as hell about all of this but what do you think the the rest of the country is is thinking about a, a Phoenix Suns Milwaukee Bucks matchup where we're going to see a champion for the first time in fifty years? To me, it it should be exciting, right? Like the the idea that you're going to have some teams that have not been on this stage in a long time 20 plus years for the suns 50 years for the bucks um that should be exciting like i think the the one thing that the nfl has always had over the nba is parody right ever everyone starts off oh and oh and then after 16 games they think they can they can make a run in the playoffs and that has been exciting for the league that has been something that the NFL tells the world about any, any of our people can win any, any of these teams can win. And the NBA has struggled with that for a long time. People have thought the super teams are going to win and that's that. And that's the only way that this goes. And, you know, if you're watching and you're cheering for your team, well, if they're not one of the three teams that we think can win at the start of the year, they don't have a chance. I, I think this is really good for the league in that regard. And, you can kind of say, hey, nobody thought this team was going to win 
whether it is the Bucks or the Suns. No, no one thought they were going to be in this position, and it's following a somewhat normal trend. You know, uh, the the Super Team Warriors. Everyone thought they were going to win a championship, and then look at that. The Toronto Raptors hopped in and got one. Like th- these things continue to happen, and for me, I think as someone who obviously writes about the league and covers the league. I think it should be something that the league is really proud of and something that they try to tell the world about. And yeah, maybe people are going to be upset that it wasn't the the super team Nets or it wasn't uh, LeBron and the Lakers. I get all of that because of the the size of the markets in Milwaukee and Phoenix. But I do think, you know, there is something underlying all of this that if promoted and marketed in the right way is really exciting for a league that has struggled with the idea that anyone can win any season. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with you. I was a real big fan of the Suns team mid-year. I thought Chris Paul deserved a lot more more looks at the MVP race. Uh, uh, it, it's fun. Now, the legacy part of this for Giannis, right? I mean, he stuck around. He signed the mega deal like you talked about. Um, he's been questioned a bunch. He's a two-time MVP. He, uh, he hasn't advanced as far in the, into the playoffs. Uh, if he's able to win a title... Um, is there going to be some that still say out there, yeah, but you didn't have to go through, you know, you didn't have to go through the the the, the guys that 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 you normally should, or is, is this finally going to be something that would kind of kind of stamp that that legacy for him as a superstar in this league? There will always be naysayers. There, right. there, there's always going to be the people that that say this ring doesn't matter, that ring doesn't matter, this ring doesn't matter as much as other rings. That is always going to be a conversation. But, Ryan, I'm not going to be able to take the ring off their finger. Right. The, the ring still, the, it still exists. So you can tell me all these things about this ring that's on my finger, but it's still on my finger, and, and it's not going anywhere. So I, I think what will be really interesting to see is how this conversation changes because if the Bucks are able to pull this off, you're looking at a 25-year-old two-time MVP NBA champion as far as legacy goes like if we're talking about pace and and where you know if you're talking about hall of fame trajectory and top players of all time trajectory two MVPs in a ring by 25 that's in an era with LeBron and Durant yeah come on I mean I mean that's we're talking like we're talking top 10 player of all time kind of stuff like that's that's the trajectory that we would now be talking about if the Bucks are able to pull this off. So, I mean, I think it is absolutely massive, and I think it's a spot where uh, obviously Giannis knows just how much this means, uh, which is obviously why we're seeing, uh, you know, him really try to push and get himself back on the floor because uh, he is very aware of his legacy. Uh, He is very aware of what it would mean to do this in this city uh, with this organization, without going somewhere else, without creating a super team, um, you know, for him to do all of those things, I, I think would just speak volumes of of the type of player that he is and the type of person that he is. So uh, this is a massive game. And again, whether or not what people want to say the ring counts, it counts. It's still going to show up on his basketball reference page. It's still going to show up on his finger. It it, it will be there. So it, this is just massive for Giannis's legacy, no doubt about it. All right. Having said all that, made unavailable today for the media gaggle because of this possible unavailability for Game One. Um, 
where are we with the injury? How close do you think he is to getting back? Is it is it is there a chance we'll see him tomorrow night in Game One, or is this more likely uh, later in the series uh, uh, for him? Yeah, I mean it's been fun. People are breaking down the the Zapruder film of him walking onto the Bucks plane last night and what he's doing on the sidelines uh, during Game Six and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're at the point with Giannis for all the years that I've covered him that you know. Injuries that would take guys out for two months feel like they take him out for a week. Like he, He's just that type of guy. He's very LeBron-like in that way that it just feels superhuman at times. And, you know, in the end of that series in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, I was hearing that people around him were thinking that he'd be ready to go for Game 7. If, if that was what happened, if the Bucks dropped Game 6, that he would try to make it on the floor for Game 7. Obviously... Uh, this is a day later. Game one uh, is going to be tomorrow. Game seven would have been tonight. So, I mean, I, I again, this is all just guessing and speculation because the Bucks have kept this as under wraps as they possibly could. But, I mean, I think there's a real possibility that he will be ready to go and play in game one, whether or not that's at 50% or 70% or 80% or 100%. I just think with him – knowing that he hasn't done any structural damage to his knee, that if he can find a way onto the floor, he will do so. And I think that where it gets tough for the Bucks is you sometimes have to protect players from themselves. Right. And, and Giannis is someone who always wants to be on the floor. I mean, I think he probably would have tried to get back into the game the night that it happened. Uh, so that's the type of player that you're talking about. So those are going to be the tough conversations is somehow figuring out, you know, is it a spot where you sit him up for game one and then he's good for the next six games in this series? Or if you let him play in game one, does that then mean he misses game two and then he's back for game three? Like those are, uh, to me, that's the conversation is when you can feel totally comfortable getting him back on the floor and making sure that you're protecting him from himself and not putting himself in a dangerous position. Um, I, I think, you know, we, 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 in passing, we're speaking with uh, Eric Name from the Athletic. He covers all things Milwaukee Bucks with, with the Athletic. Um, you know, we we talk about Giannis, uh, and then we talk about what Robin Lopez has done in his absence and stuff. But I I, I still continue to think that, uh, you know, the more and more that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton uh, continue to improve with one another, and I mean th- this trio, I mean. This trio is 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 something that you could you could put up there with the other trios that have won titles in the past few years, where you're like, what, what that built the super team. And to your point, and and these guys kind of kind of came under the radar. It was a blockbuster offseason trade. Don't get me wrong, but still a little bit under the radar, uh, and could ultimately end up being a one of those trios we look back on. And it, it and if they can get the win. It's something that could ex- extend this team and give them the confidence to keep moving forward and be one of those teams in the East that can battle the Nets for the next few years with that so-called super team out in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's been really interesting to watch because when the Bucks made that trade for Drew Holiday, and like you said, it was a blockbuster. We're talking three first-round picks, two first-round pick swaps. They, I mean, gave up their whole draft cupboard to to go out and get Drew Holiday. You know, I remember thinking, man, that's a huge deal because – as we were talking about the off season around the league, Drew Holiday was the biggest name out there. That was the best possible player a bunch of these teams could add. And 
all of a sudden it wasn't. It, it because of Giannis's contract situation, you know, people were wondering, oh, what, it, does it even matter if Giannis doesn't sign? Like all this other stuff. When I think if the Brooklyn Nets would have traded for Drew Holiday, people would have been very excited and, and talked about how it, it was a huge deal. So. I think it went under the radar initially. And then, you know, during the middle of the season, the Bucks signed Drew Holiday up to a monster extension. And the first thing, and it was actually ironic, the day Drew Holiday signed it, uh, the Bucks were in Golden State. So Drew Holiday is in the Chase Center, the, the stadium that Steph Curry built, or the big, big three Warriors, whatever you want to call it. Right. He's sitting in the Chase Center, and Drew goes, you know, the thing I'm thinking about in signing this extension is building something like they have here in Golden State. Like, this is what I want. I want to be that team. I, I, I went up against them in the playoffs a few years ago. They were really tough. We knew year in and year out they are going to be great. That's what I want to build here in Milwaukee. And obviously, you know, with Giannis, Drew was trying to find his role and figure out how he could fit in and you know, Chris was trying to do the same thing to make sure that Drew was getting the spots that he needed and Giannis was getting the spots that he needed. They went through a lot of this, but ultimately by the time the playoffs came around, they're they're figuring it out. And we've seen a really aggressive Drew Holiday in the last couple games with Giannis out. Uh, I think the, the key will continue to be how they grow together and how they manage to, to find their spots when all three are on the floor. How do they continue to be this aggressive and this dominant when they're all together and and that'll be the thing that this team whether or not they win the finals they'll continue to work on for years to come because all those guys are signed up for at least the next three years uh and who knows you could give chris middleton another extension to make them go even further so this is their core this is what they're about and and thus far they've performed on the biggest stage they have i'm excited uh i i'm looking forward to this i really hope we get to see the best of both teams, that Chris Paul stays healthy, that Giannis is able to come back, and this can be a finals for the ages, uh, a, a real bounce-back one for the NBA after that, after the bubble and COVID and everything like that. I think it's, uh, it's a great testament to this league and, and the two teams that are going to battle for the title. So Eric Name from The Athletic, who covers all things Milwaukee Bucks, thank you for taking the time today and, and, and just educating us on everything about the Bucks in this finals that starts tomorrow night. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet. Eric Name, everybody, the Athletics Bucks beat reporter, um, right there with everything you need to know about the Bucks. Um, really impressive. Now, the finals kick off tomorrow night, uh, tip off, I should say, tomorrow night. Um, like I told you a little earlier, it's been 50 years since the Bucks won a title with two Hall of Famers and Oscar Robinson and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And the Phoenix Suns team have never won a title. The last time they played for a finals was 1993 with Charles Barkley against the last dance uh, Chicago Bulls who would win their third title before the Michael Jordan retirement uh, into baseball uh, before they came back and tried to do it again. So uh, this is big. This is big, 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 not only for both teams, but for the NBA, I do believe, because this is the ascension. These are the players, right? And LeBron James is still great. Don't get me wrong, but he is coming to the end uh, of what this will look like. Kevin Durant, that team, Harden, those guys, there needs to be an involvement to uh, the next superstar. Who's going to be the next superstar in this league? And it really looks like Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, those guys 
are giving everybody uh, front and center uh, courtside seat to what the future of the NBA looks like. Excited to see that tip off tomorrow night. Uh, we'll recap that a little bit and what we talked to Bobby Marks about, as well as Bill Shake in, this, uh, in, in the first hour when we come back. You're listening to The Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. We'll be back in a bit. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Someone who always wants to be on the floor. I mean, I think he probably would have tried to get back into the game the night that it happened. Uh, so that's the type of player that you're talking about. So those are going to be the tough conversations is somehow figuring out, you know, is it a spot where you sit him out for game one and then he's good for the next six games in this series? Or if you let him play in game one, does that then mean he misses game two and then he's back for game three? Like those are, uh, to me, that's the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. I am Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich, who took a well-deserved vacation over the holiday weekend. Him and his crew, Chris Brockman, Michael Del Tufo, TJ Jefferson. They'll be back with you tomorrow here on your Westwood One listening stations, as well as uh, on Peacock TV. We are radio only right now, uh, and we are doing a flawless job at it me and art martinez there uh producing the show if you want to talk try us at 310-845-4120 that is 310-845-4120 we've talked with bill shaken from the la times about the trevor bauer situation in la as well as bobby marks espn nba insider about the nba finals tipping off tomorrow night in phoenix we just got off the phone with Eric Name, the athletics beat writer for the Bucks, who filled us in with everything. Here at the top of the hour, 
uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, Jay Chandra Sekar, writer, director, comedian, uh, Super Troopers fame, Broken Lizard. Uh, he has a new film he just finished directing called Easter Sunday with Joe Coy that we're going to discuss with him as well as his diehard love for all things Chicago sports, Chicago Cubs, Chicago Bears. Him and I have that uh, fondship of the Cubs and uh, what we've witnessed over the last 10 days or so of them has made us uh, absolutely cry in our Wheaties uh, every every morning. Again, if you want to talk about anything that's going on in the world of sports, how you did over the weekend, anything you want to chat with me, try 310-845-4120. That's 310-845-4120. We're taking your calls now and through, uh, through uh, noon Pacific. Boy, this show flies by, Art, when we're uh, doing some fun things and have some fun guests. Um, I did have a little uh, apprehension about hosting a solo radio show. Now, I host a solo live show on YouTube called The RDL Show uh, that airs Monday, Wednesday, Fridays from 1230 to 130 on YouTube, as well as Periscope on Twitter. Um but it's only an hour long, right? And I and I and I have a couple co-hosts, right? Essentially, I have a couple co-hosts that are uh, on the show with me that I can bounce things off. And when I'm hosting the Rich Eisen show, uh, I'm in studio with with you know Chris Brockman and TJ and 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 Del Tufo. So it, I've got guys there too. So on Friday when I opened the show, it it hit me like smack in the face that like, dude. You got to talk. You just got to flat out talk for 15 minutes about sports. And then you get a little hesitant and self-conscious and I'm like, I've been doing this since I was like 4 years old and I could talk with my dad about sports. This is like me sitting down at the breakfast table uh with my dad and the sports page open and me and him just kind of rattling off uh you know, sports content and and stats and everything like that. And my mom is in the other room, still laying in bed, uh, and she could tell what season it was, whether it was baseball season or football season or basketball season, simply because of the tone and manner of our conversation. So that's ultimately what this is. So when people tell you it's hard, don't get them wrong. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to talk for three hours. That's why we've booked four great guests today. Don't get me wrong. You'd love to have some banter in here. But... Um, when you break it all down and it's about you know what you what you know and that's that's the sporting world and don't get me wrong i have just useless sporting knowledge in my mind that i spout off to significant others to family to friends that are just like hey we get it you like to talk sports right you love to talk sports um and speaking of talk of sports, we're going to go to the lines. Aaron in Wisconsin wants to talk some Milwaukee Bucks. Aaron, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Good, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Uh, um, yeah, thank you very much. Um, first of all, yeah, I do want to just tell you one quick thing about the Bucks, but um, I just wanted to say um, I really do enjoy hearing you um, fill in for Rich, too, um, because uh, I'm just about four years clean, and it's a tough uh, – Love it's it. It's been a tough road. And, uh, Love yeah, these and, messages. And Love them. I can, rem- I can remember uh, back when everything was going on with your career and stuff like that, like, you know, not by that you're by any means like somebody that's coming to the league and struggle, but I remember thinking, like, I don't know, it just your story hit me significantly. Like, I felt like, oh, 
I'm going to remember that guy for some reason. And then now, you know, to have this connection where you got clean and I got clean and yeah, I, I just like that a lot. So I, um, it, I, pre- I yeah, I appreciate you being on there. Um, but no, I just, I guess maybe I'm the only one that thinks this is interesting because I don't hear anybody talk about it, but back when they were trying to make Giannis, make sure Giannis would sign his extension, um, they were doing everything they could and they got through holiday. And then the other thing was they had um, the trade all set for Bogdanovich and Bogdanovich just basically said, you know, no, I'm not going there. And so I just thought it was really interesting that they ended up, you know, knocking him out to go to the championship. So that's a good point. That's a really good point. Aaron, thanks for the call, man. And keep it going. Really proud of you. Really proud of you. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting point, And it's always good. You know, you know, chips on the shoulder. You remember things. You remember things. Little tiny resentments. There's a reason why players of that stature keep the, keep the fire burning. You know, this guy didn't want to be with us. You know, we'll show him the exit door. When we come back, Jay, Chandra Sekar, my buddy, is going to join us, talk to us a little bit about what's going on with Chicago sports and the entertainment side of things. When we come back, you're listening to The Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee, filling in for Rich. We'll be right back. <laughs> 